So we are, Jeff. Twelve. 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 Nice to see you, my friend. Good to see you as always. Yeah, man. How's your week? Week's cool, man. Just chilling, you know, yeah. same old shit. Probably the last week before you get started. On to be uh, totally honest with you, I was like, mm, I kind of have one gig this weekend, and I'm like, Dude, maybe I should just take it off just so I can have one weekend for the madness starts. But I've had f- over 52 weekends. <laughs> but right. the thing is, I never got to actually go outside. Yeah. This could be I, it's still restricted on stuff, but this could be like the last weekend where I can, I can the only it. weekend, this whole pandemic, that I could actually go out and enjoy myself before the madness starts. Yeah. Are you, uh, you ready for the, to get back into the madness? Yeah, I've been dipping in here and out of like little lounges and shit. But like a crowd. I'm I'm excited because I'm I got a new head, man. Yeah, I like it. And uh, I've been working on a few personal things, and I think what I've learned with that is from recently, I've learned that I don't uh, allow things to bother me as much as they used to and i'm noticing that it's reflecting in me working lately mm-hmm. so it's gonna feel nice to not have that like weight on my shoulders i used to always be so concerned why that kid one kid out of 800 is not having fun. right right yeah and now i'm starting to realize it's not a personal thing yeah I'm not doing anything wrong. That right. kid could just be having a bad day. Exactly. And I would carry that with me all the time, and I'm not doing that anymore. And I'm seeing that I've been playing these lounges and stuff that's reflecting in my style of playing music. Mm-hmm. I'm a little bit more playing differently, and it's and it seems nice, and it right. seems free-flowing instead of like being that. so anxious yeah. about shit. You know what I mean? Now, yeah, nervous at all or no? I mean, I'm pretty much... I'm not... Nervous, but I always it's exciting. Exciting. Right? I have stage fright. I get the butterflies and yeah. like Ozzy Osbourne said, the day that I don't have stage fright is yeah. the day I shouldn't be doing this shit no more. And thank God I still feel that way because that means I'm still passionate about. <laughs> and Ozzy's like 85. Yeah, now. and I'm still passionate. <laughs> yeah. That means right. you still have passion, right? Passion. You know what I mean? And key. that. Yeah. And when I when I have to go to a gig and it feels like work, that's not going to be a good show, right? You know what I mean? So, nervous, no, excited, fuck yeah. I'm excited to see people. Right, right. We have a great, you know, few gigs I have lined up, you know, coming up with the first night back open at, mm-hmm. at this place called Shrine in Connecticut. Uh, we got 50 Cent, and the following week I'll be with uh, Rick Ross. So, those are two big... Uh, Love it. <laughs> Give me one more. Two big shows. <laughs> yeah, man. You so know what Rick excited. Ross likes? <laughs> Rick Ross loves Earth Day. Rick Ross. 
Oh, man. Yeah, man. We got a question of the week. Cool. Let's go. All right. The question of the week. Who's the bigger person in the room? The DJ or the promoter? But in our style, yeah, let's switch it up. Okay. I want you to take the promoter role. Okay, I'll try. I really don't know that role. And I'll take the DJ side. That's a little unfair. You've DJed before. <laughs> so I'm going Well, who's with- the biggest person in the room? Jeff is because he's like eight feet tall. <laughs> So does that answer your question? Yeah. And thanks, <laughs> thanks for the, for the question. Of the week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. Nice. nice. <laughs> all right. That was just because Jason is uh, getting in shape and looking handsome. So oh, thank nice you job. very much. Yeah. And I'm a lot shorter than Jeff is. <laughs> and Jeff lost a lot of weight either. I wasn't talking about weight. I was talking about your stature. You're a big thanks. gentleman. When you walk into a room, you, you assert attention. I, I You're like, try. wow, look at that guy. He's got a nice beard. Yes. For you guys that don't know, Jeff has a nice beard. I know everybody doesn't watch this on YouTube, but he takes it well, takes yeah. care of it well, grooms Try. it. Try. Handsome guy. So who's the biggest person in the room, the DJ or the promoter? So I'll take the, the side of the DJ. I'll and tell you who's bigger than the DJ and the promoter. Who's that? The fucking light guys. Whoa. You just do a, a kink in the armor, <laughs> yeah. as they say. A wrench. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a fact. I've seen shitty DJs. Wait, wait, no, go go on with this. I like this. Yeah. I go on. I've seen shitty DJs yeah. look so good because the light guy is just crushing it. And I've seen really good DJs just like not people are just not getting involved because the wow. lights are so stale. Shout out to light guys. And light guys are the craziest people in the world. They are in their role. I always tell the light guy this is what I learned too. I was on tour with a band, and when we used to go on tour, sometimes we hit venues. What was like the name of the band? Swayze. Nice. Not Patrick Swayze, but Swayze. And we would always, when we didn't have a light guy on tour with us, we'd always take care of the light guy, slipping like a twenty or something like that, you know. Yeah. And I started doing that when I'd go on the road to DJ at these different clubs because. Yeah. Their job as is creates as much energy as mine does. Wow. If you go to a well, we're talking about big clubs. We're not talking about like lounges. Like right, lounges right. like is totally different. Like like we spoke with Ruckus last week and and we we're talking about the difference between a club and, and, mm-hmm. and a lounge. A lot of the lounges I DJ at all there's no lights in there. Right. Do you right. know what's in this lounge? One little strobe light. Yeah. No, no, disco ball. I'm sorry. Yeah. Not a strobe light. No strobes. One little disco ball that, I mean, the, the light is barely like, it's the lo- the lowest light right. you can dim, have so on dim. it. Dim. Yeah, so yeah. dim. And the rest of the room is just all fucking candles, bro. Wow. That right there. That's a vibe. So simple. Yeah. Is a vibe. Right. And it, like most of the places, the like, you know, it's just, that just easy, mm-hmm. simple, creates such a sexy vibe. It sounds like it's it. not overdone. Right, right. And that room already has an atmosphere. And you just, it's like having a layer of paint on a picture before you get to paint it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's already there. Now, to go back after, you know, to the question at hand. So, so let me go first. I'll say the DJ is the most important because. I was going to go the total opposite. 
So go ahead. Explain. The most important, because you can have an absolutely sold-out night, tables, minimums high, everything like that. The promoter did his job. But if the music is off, the night is off. But if the promoter don't bring the people, the DJ ain't got nobody to DJ for. That's why I was saying I was going to go in a totally different direction. But the, if the I was D- surprised by your answer. But if the DJ's good enough, he's going to bring people. Well, come on now. Let's just be honest here. I lost out on gigs when I was coming up in New York City because I couldn't bring people. Right. I'm a great DJ. I just can't. I'm not a great, hey, you want to come out and hear me DJ? Right. I didn't come. Here's the difference. My problem in New York was I was an outsider. I came from upstate New York. I moved to the city when I was 25. All these kids that were beating me out in these gigs were kids from the neighborhood. Because they could bring people. Because they were local. I right. was in New York City by myself. Yeah. Who right. am I going to bring? Right, yeah. My manager, who's like, you know, older than me, that could give a fuck that's been doing this for so long. Right, he doesn't right, want to yeah. go hear me DJ. He's not going to come. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like different. Is You know, that's why I think the promoter is just as important. Or I think the promoter is the biggest person. Because without people, you ain't got no party. You could have a... There's a million fucking DJs. I could go DJ on this corner right now and start killing it. You think I'm a, without a promoter bringing people to that corner, I'm not going to have any anybody to DJ for. Could be. Unless, here's the, here's the different situation, though. There's clubs that I've played at that don't have promoters. Right. It's and just a place to go. It's just on the strength of so the So that's name. a yeah. different vibe. We're talking, to, you know, basically big rooms or like New York City rooms, like... I know a lot of rooms in New York City will have uh, 10 promoters on and actually 10 promoter tables out of 13 right. and only three tables are paying and right. they'll pay. Those three tables will make will spend so much money they'll carry over the rest of the promoter the tables. Yeah. No. So it that to totally to, answer that question, there's so many different variables so many different, that yeah, go there's, involved. There's no in right that. answer except no. you did have the right answer. Well, you gave the, the light guy. The light guy. Shout out to Only the light in guys. the big rooms. Only though. in the big rooms. Yeah, Shout yeah. out to the light guys. Shout out to the light guys. You guys are definitely like <laughs> not giving enough thanks and appreciation because right. you guys can create, like, again, they can make a shitty DJ look so big. Yeah. And, and make people go crazy. Yeah. Because the lights. I, I, I've seen everything, some, yeah. man. I actually. That was one of my biggest, I won't name the club, but that was one of my biggest things. And was, people don't understand that. Yeah. And to tell somebody that, like, like I think you're going like to say. Like the lights in like, the club were terrible, and it just made like the. And the guy was like, who cares? Yeah. No. It makes a difference. It makes a difference. Yeah. Dude, I had the opportunity to DJ Omnia, bro. That's a light show. Talk about a fucking light show. If you haven't seen it, Google Omnia. It's like a spaceship's coming down. The first time I went there. It's like a chandelier spaceship. (laughs) Who did I go there with? Oh, shout out my guy, Jesse Marco, man. He's a good good dude. I was in Vegas, and I was by myself, and I heard Jesse was DJing Omnia. And I went with Jesse over there. I've been over there a few other times. My man, Nevum, was over there, too, NBM. And, uh. Every time I've been there, it's Kelvin Harris. It's always a Friday night. 
and this the first time I seen the chandelier yeah. come down, dude. I mean, it's so big. It looks like it's like ceiling so high, right? That it looks like it's just coming out of nowhere. That's crazy. And it, and like to I, be I, able to DJ and have that as my backdrop was like whew. my whole thing too. And this goes along with lights too. Yeah. I hate low ceiling places. I love low ceiling places. You do? Oh, it's like a I basement party. Bro. Oh, no. I, uh-huh. I, no. Well, because you're tall. <laughs> no. It has nothing to do with Dude, that. Dude, I DJed at a fucking low ceiling basement party place. You're going to tell me Cure is not like a low ceiling basement place? It is. It is. But I, I don't. You were there every day, Jeff. I do. I love Cure. I love Cure. R.I.P. Cure. It's now Hava over in Boston. But I love high ceiling places. I can only imagine because you feel comfortable. I like low ceiling places. No, I DJed I, at this place I, in no, San Francisco. I think it gives the room a, a total different vibe having a high ceiling. Oh, no, basement parties is where it's at, man. I'm telling you, San Francisco, shout out to the guys out there. They had me. I forgot what it was because I just can't remember right now, and I don't give a fuck to to look it up but it was this basement i was actually playing in the basement and it was just such a vibe like yeah. people were just go were going crazy know what else was dope basement what i actually used to tony touch is a good friend of mine and and uh shout out my friend uh dj june who was always the greatest to me she was always wonderful she introduced me to tone and uh i would do toka tuesdays every yeah. once in a while and uh, was at this Amazing, shitty, shitty bar in the Lower East Side. That's awesome. And I forgot the name of it again because I'm not really good at that stuff, and I'm not going to pretend that I am good at it. I forgot what it was called. And I mean, I, me I, later. I, I enjoy a, a basement party. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that I love the look and uh, yeah, how the, yeah, how the I light. Get you because you can only do so much with a low ceiling. A light show on like a high ceiling, it just it just looks. But I'm cool. a lounge guy. I like lounge. Yeah, you're a lounge. So guy. Mark's. Um, Max Glazer used to play in the basement yeah. of the Toka party. So it'd be like the Sony touch upstairs right. and friends and then Max Glazer playing reggae downstairs in the basement. Amazing. It was such a vibe. Like the first time I went to this party, and I'm telling you, I'm a kid coming up in New York State, upstate yeah. New York, like to move to New York City and actually see like these legends that I, I would never have thought about Right, even right. seen in person, yeah. but letting let alone actually know them and cure like create a friendship with these people where they right. text me out of the blue sometimes. Like the first time I went to Tony Touch's party, I met Static Selected. We got along right off the bat. We yeah. still talk to this day. I'm talking so about static. 15 years ago. And then uh, I remember the, the first first time. Rest in peace, man. It was Black Rob just wow. leaning against the wall of this like. That's awesome. And Tony and Toka Tuesdays are after the pandemic. They should be going on, I believe. Still, yeah, he's right? still doing it live on his Twitch. Like Tony is killing the Twitch game for like the older generation, right? Right. Because he's really doing it. He'll even do like I've seen him do uh, like Spanish nights where he's just playing like you know Puerto Rican music and like Latin music and stuff. And, so. and Sonia, Sony with the eye. With an eye is, is always with him, and it's just such a vibe, man. That party was just so dope, man. Yeah. And it was a little basement in Lower East Side, man. That's crazy. You like, know, it reminds me of the, the Sean Paul video, and he's uh No, my uh, God, this room looked just like that, bro. One time, <laughs> Stop yeah. banging on the damn ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, one time I remember 
the sound system was just not that great. It wasn't built for this. Yeah. It wasn't. And but it that's what kind of made it even cooler. Yeah. But to see again to see these people like yo, I met just blazed in there yeah and we just became friends and just and i still talk to this day i'm hoping to have him on the podcast coming soon and uh we talked last week and uh the first night that i dj there i'm nervous first of all right of course <sighs> all of a sudden i'm playing and i've been there a lot before this night right that i'm playing and i've seen everybody in there like black rob and like uh oh not Droby was in there a couple of times. Sure. The tribe, um, Charlie. I think it was Charlie Black from uh, Leaders of the New School. But like these are like legends. So all of a sudden I'm playing a set and I spent weeks curating music right, for the right, set because right. I knew I had to like impress Tony and, sure. and everybody. So not only did I play hip hop. But I know what Tony does after the the guest DJ DJs. Tony yeah. usually gets on and plays house music, right. but like real house music, right, right. Like, like you know '90s house music. Yeah. So I had like Chicago house records lined up Dope. that I was throwing in. I was really trying to. Impress. Right. I was going hard. So I'm playing. All of a sudden, Grandmaster Flash walks in. The door, <laughs> Talk about pressure, right? right. Grandmaster yeah. Flash. So then just play. So I'm playing and I'm somebody just picks me up from behind me. I'm already nervous. Yeah. So I feel somebody like grabbing me. It's just blaze. And he's like, yo, this is grand Pooba. <laughs> wow. So it was like grandmaster flash, yeah. just blaze and grand Pooba on my first night DJ in there with Tony in touch with Tony touch. Wow. It was insane. And June used to play over there all the time. How was your set? I, I wish I remembered, bro. Yeah, I think so it was. Good. I felt good, but again, that was a period in my life where I would take everything so personal. So if I yeah. missed one mix, <laughs> my night was shitty. Right, right. That's how close I hold all this stuff. Another quick Grand Poopa story. Give it. I was DJing for Missy Elliott at her hip hop honors party at this club called PM. It became where? Another, where's PM? In the e-packing district oh, in New York. of okay. uh, New, York City. New York City. It later became Griffin. Shout out my guy Chris over there. Two Chris's. Those guys opened Griffin and really did it up nice, man, after PM was there. So I'm DJing. I think we talked about this uh, when we had the guy from the Limelight on, how yeah. guys used to come up and, like, hand you, like, demos and stuff. So I'm yeah. trying to play, man. And, like, T.I.'s people are there. They're handing me the CD. T.I.'s over there. I need you to play this. Mind you, I'm playing vinyl. They're coming with CDs at this point. Right. And I'm, like, not – it's hard to go from vinyl to CD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all the promoters in there try to get the records played, and all of a sudden, Busta comes in. Now <laughs> – Jeff knows, but a lot of you guys don't know. Yeah. Bustin' Rhymes and I have had a little seesaw of a relationship over a long period of time yeah. where one second I'm his best guy and the next second he doesn't even know who I am. <laughs> and it goes from week to week. Like one night I saw him at One Oak and he was like, yo, Jay, come over here. The next week I went to say hello to him and he was like, bro, I don't even know you. Bro, last week you invited me over to your table. Yeah. Like, bro, what's going on here? And he's been doing that f to me for, like, a long... I mean, since the... He was actually the first artist I ever actually had to open for. Shout wow. out my man Scratchator because oh, yeah. he's like, I usually DJ before Busta performs, but I see you hungry, I'm going to let you do it. That's and I dope. saw him 
at Big Night Live before COVID hit, and I said thank you for that opportunity because it was amazing. So back to the Grand Puba shit because Busta has to do with this. All right, love it. Give it. Busta is infamous for walking around to this day with a USB mm-hmm. that he he knows. Yo, play this, put this in your computer. He wants to test everything out in the club to see how it bangs before he actually like puts it out. Got it. So we're going back again before pre, you know, CD, CDJs. Mm-hmm. Or no, it was like a CD player. It wasn't a CDJ. Yeah. So you'd have to hand me a CD. But we, I'm in this rap chat with a bunch of like really big DJs. And, and we always talk about Busta like, comes in with the usb it's genius though it's so smart but it's like he takes it over right right. he's an intense dude you know he comes in hot but he's a nice guy you know we cool from time to time (laughs) so he's like yo play this this is off my new mixtape and it's just him freestyling over all their beats and stuff and i was like yo i got you i'm trying to figure out how to fucking play the cd (laughs) when i'm playing records so he's like, are you going to play it? And I said, yeah, 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 I got you. He's like, yo, play it, and let's talk about like doing a mix CD together and shit. I'm like, all right, bus, we could do that, man, for yeah. sure. <laughs> then like two years later, I see him in Australia, and he was like, bro, I don't know what you're talking about. I said, bus, we supposed to do a mixtape together. <laughs> That's As awesome. I'm talking to Tretch from Naughty by Nature in yeah. Australia. It was crazy. So then I'm playing. I'm still trying to figure out how to get the CD to play. Grand Pooba comes up yeah. to the DJ booth and he says, Yo, can you play that Busta shit? And I said, Uh huh. <laughs> I figured <laughs> out how to play that CD real player quick, real quick, yo. Awesome. And that's my story uh, of the week yeah. with Grand Pooba. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, that's great story. Well, yeah, that's kind of funny, right? Because it's like amazing. Yeah. So as soon as I saw Grand Pooba, like Grand yeah. Pooba is on such a high pedestal yeah. to me, it was like, Plus, I had you know I had a little animosity towards Buster from what he <laughs> right. did to me when I was like eighteen years old. You know what I mean? So what a great lead into story time. Yeah, let's go, Jeff. Story time, man. Gather around, kids. It's story time with Uncle Jeff. The names have been left out to protect the guilty. All right, Jeff, that was a long-winded story out of a question. I'm sorry if I... Uh, wow, that's great. It was f- kind of fun. That was. So what's your story this week, my guy? It's called Mistaken Identity. I love how it's just... That's all I get. I told Jeff previously, and I don't want any of those stories of the week because I want to be genuine in reacting. Mm-hmm. If he tells me what the story is, then I know. I love it just says, story time, Mistaken Identity. All right. So I get to think in my head a little bit what I think the story might be about. So it's fun. Like I'm thinking that it might be about a guy that like had a f- fake ID or like nope. a dude that like wasn't a celebrity that you guys brought in that was a celebrity or something. So go ahead, man. Right. I'm excited. So I have my notes that Jason doesn't get to see. So this, so this, <laughs> no, sto- he doesn't. That's right. So this story, um, there's two people involved. We'll call them Jay. There's one guy. E is the other guy. No names. But I will tell you. So get a call from my guy, G-Spin. So G's over at Power 105 at, the, at this point. What's Power What's Power 105? NYC. Oh. Uh, the radio out station. Out of New York? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was something local. No, Power 105 New York. He's a station director. Oh, okay. Calls me up. Says, this guy named Jay. 
That's a big phone call. He, yeah, he's from uh, uh, G. Used to actually be up here on Jammer ninety four five. Jeff must have uh, Jeff must have a really good Rolodex. <laughs> Get at <laughs> DM him. Calls me, and G. Spin says this guy J is yeah. coming up. He just got signed to Rock Nation or Jay Z. He had signed to Jay Z. This guy is Rock gonna, Nation. Yeah, going to be a huge. Oh, this might be before Rock Nation. You're saying? Yeah, uh, no, okay. it might be. He might be the first artist signed to Rock okay. Nation. All right. So I'm, I'm kind of giving it out there. If you do your research, you'll find out who this guy is. Now, was this guy established prior to being signed to Jay? Or nope. Jay's breaking this artist? Jay's breaking this okay. artist. This guy has one song out. At the time, I don't think he had the video or anything. So I didn't know what this guy looked like. The guy comes to the club with his friend. So it's the artist and his friend. So the artist's name is Jay. Friend's name is E. I didn't know which one was J and which one was E. <laughs> so you, the whole time you're talking, I had no this, idea which one the artist. Talking, yeah, because this is pri- pri- like you didn't have yeah, no this Google. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and this guy was brand like he wasn't on like YouTube. Even if he did way, Google yeah. him, nothing would probably come up. Kind of thing. right, yeah, right. Yeah. So the whole night you're talking to the wrong dude. I am talking to the wrong person. <laughs> and that guy wasn't a polite enough to tell you, yo, this is. No, I mean, I incorporate everything and I always do talk to the. Because you didn't know who you were talking to. You just talked in like generalizations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Broad generalization. Wait, I mean, when we do shots, we all did shots, you know. <laughs> when we took a picture, I I stepped next to the wrong the person. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, let me get next to the artist. Yeah, yeah. The whole night, like doing this, but I, I always do incorporate the person that's of course, with the artist of, because, oh, yes. like, those, pe- those people get left out, and that's like sometimes the most important guy or the guy that always answers the phone or whatever. And you know, how, you would do it anyways if it wasn't so. The whole night, I thought J was E and E was J. <laughs> I mean, pictures, I moved myself to stand next to J, but I was really standing next to E. I did everything wrong. This guy blows up to be one of the biggest rap stars ever. I mean, it must have been like, I'm telling you, you know what it was? Jay-Z's album. Was it the Blueprint 3, the one with the red stripes? The, I think it was Blueprint 3. I'll look it up. Oh, that's the one that, would, that had that Frell record on it too, right? Yeah. But Coming it, home. It wasn't. Oh, it no. wasn't. Uh, oh. Let me look this up. And so... Comes out and they show all the artists. So on on this album, when this album dropped, dropped. you saw who the artists were. And Jay Z's new guy, Jay, Jay, has a song with him on it. I mean, there's pictures of the guy everywhere, <laughs> and I look and I was like, "Damn, I was talking the wrong dude all night, all <laughs> night." I had the mistaken identity. Oh my god! And that's yeah, story that's time funny. with Jeff. Yeah. Huh. Hey man, that happens to the best of us though. It's story time with Uncle Jeff. That's amazing. Let me see if it was was Blueprint 3 that this artist. uh, That's like kind of like where the period of Jay kind of got a little different too, though. It was like like too commercial Jay for me. Yeah, it was. uh, Commercial Jay. Commercial Jay. It was, uh, yeah, he had the song with Jay on it. Uh, so yeah, if you guys want to do research, you could you could find out who the artist is. Um, yeah, dude, <laughs> that's great. Little PNN, little PNN. 
that PNN time. If you don't know, now you know we do things a little different around here. Instead of hearing that negative shit we hear every day on the news, and there's some negative shit right now, man. The <laughs> country, time. the world is, is a mess. We do Positive News Network. We call it PNN. It is brought to you by this wonderful man, Jeff London. Jeff London, what's PNN's this week? PNN's? Well, PNN's? What's, P- <laughs> what's the positive news this week, my friend? So, 2020 was a tough year for everybody. Sure but, fucking was, man. <laughs> but according to a new survey, 74% of Americans say 2020 has made them more aware of the needs of others and more selfless than ever before. Yeah. They reveal that since March 2020, people are more embracing the identity of neighborly love. I don't think they live in this city. Maybe other cities. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They do live in the city. 41% helped a stranger across the street. 38% have gone out of the way to take out the neighbor's trash. 31% 31% have walked their neighbor's dog. I do I, that shit every day. I've never heard anybody walking their neighbor's no, dog. No, that's, that's a little weird. weird. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. kind of weird, yeah. Maybe these, Why is that even... That's, but that's weird, yeah. The positive news... Is that people are trying to help each other out. Yeah, and they care about the health and well-being. Being empathetic. Empathetic, ooh, yes. Ooh. And the health and well-being of others. And more significantly, it happened in the past year, which was probably the worst year. And I think, you know, I know... I'm kind of glad this shit happened because I learned a lot about myself. Yeah. And I did a lot of self-reflection and there's a lot of things that I didn't like about myself. But I've always been empathetic. I always want to give that extra helping hand. And, you know, I think uh, some of that goes with uh, some mental awareness also. Which this month is uh, Mental Awareness Month if if you're not familiar with that. Rick Ross loves Mental Awareness Month also. So shout out to everybody that's dealing with shit. You're not alone. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We all going through it together, and we did. And uh, hopefully there's some light at the end of the tunnel for Absolutely. y'all, man. Mental health is very important. Very it's, true. Uh, very important to me. It's very important to people that are around me. Um, I suffer some from some mental stuff, and I'm sure most of the majority of people do. A lot of people do. Um, and I think it's something that's totally, I've said this for years, it's something that's totally under, under like it's not paid enough attention to, that's for sure. It's no, under-researched, it's under, you know. It's not brought to the forefront as much as it should be. Absolutely. So there should definitely be more awareness to it for I sure. I agree on that 100%. And that's the positive news that is this the week. Positive news. I like that. All right. Yeah, that was awesome, Jeff. Yes. Let's. Uh, Another one in the books or where you want to go? Go ahead. We got, we got to we got to do this now. I'm over at okay. Big Night Live. Yeah. I mean, Big Night, Big Night Live, Grand. Shout out Empire, to Jeff and his new gig. Memoir, everything like part that. Of the, part of the Big Night we Entertainment gotta, Group family, man. Yes, we got we to gotta plug some things. So Go ahead. I don't have this. Money. Shrine. Shrine. We got Shrine coming up uh, starting. Shrine is in Foxwoods in some town in Connecticut yeah, that I, I can't pronounce. I cannot pronounce it. Too. But Foxwoods, Connecticut is where Shrine is located. It's the first venue that we have that's going to be opening. Mm-hmm. The after the pandemic. After the pandemic, yeah. yeah. So yeah, what we got bro. Go we ahead. got we got you. Um, me Friday uh, with fifty cent. With fifty cent, yeah. Next um, Friday, 
let's see who's on Saturday. The twenty first Saturday is uh, Loud Luxury with what Buddy Costa and uh, Tiesto on Sunday. I believe with either Jesse Jess or, or Buddy. I think it's. Yeah, I don't know who it is. And then the following week, Friday, we got Rick Ross with Jason Smith. Yeah. Saturday, Diplo. Diplo. And Sunday, Zed. Zed, yeah, Sick man. lineup. Sick yeah. lineup. It's our first uh, opening parties since the pandemic, man. I'm excited to see you guys, and I can't wait to rock. And, and I, th- and I think people should. Um, and we have a strong team. We have Jeff on our team now. It's amazing. So, yeah, man. So where can they find you, Jason? You can find me on my Instagram at Jason Smith Music. And you can find me at Jeff London underscore. underscore. And you can find us at. I'm the promoter. He's the DJ on all platforms. Oh, all platforms. And make Get sure it. you go to bignightshop.com. Buy some merch, man. Get I got merch feed up. my dog. You shit. <laughs> Let's all right. Go out. Let's peace. Okay. I'm reloaded. Jeff London. DJ Jason Smith. Pick on the pain. When the sun goes down